Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of This Square Room. My name is Jonelle and today I'm all alone. I finally decided to get rid of Eugene and Des Wayne to do this podcast all by myself. No, no, I'm totally kidding. Um, what actually happened is Toronto got hit with a huge snowstorm. Schools are canceled, buses and streetcars are stuck. Um, you know, people can like hardly even like shovel themselves out of their own driveways even the snow plows are getting stuck on the highway which totally defeats their purpose by the way but that's the reality um so it just wasn't safe for the guys to come out today so it looks like i am the last woman standing um We'll have a normal episode next week, but until then, the show must go on. Um, it's going to be, you know, quieter without Eugene screaming in the background and a little shorter without Des Wayne trying to hit on somebody. But this podcast has been going on for almost three years and we have never missed a week and we don't plan on starting now. So today it's just you and me. So I actually have an update on a story I shared on the podcast about a year ago. Um, for those of you who didn't hear the original episode, I'll give you a brief recap. But if you want to listen, it's episode number 95, uh, Creepy Fanboy. Um, there was this random guy on the internet who was trying to get in touch with me. Um, I found out because an acquaintance of mine sent me screenshots of him messaging her and asking for me by name, like Janelle Wilson, and telling her that he and I used to talk and he wants to, quote, get all of my information. Um, and when she sent me these screenshots and like shared his name, I had absolutely no idea who he was. So I was so confused, um, even more confused at the fact that he said that we used to talk because where I'm from, that means that there was some sort of romantic interest and I literally had no idea who this guy was. So I ended up logging into Snapchat because that's where he was trying to reach me which also made no sense because all of my social media handles are all at Jonelle Wilson. Like, it's just my name, right? So if he knew my name, which he did because he asked for me by name for to, from my friend or acquaintance, whatever. Um, and if he knew my name, he could have definitely looked for me on Instagram or, you know, another social media platform if I wasn't responding on Snapchat rather than going through people who are complete strangers to him to get in touch with me. Anyway, I digress. I went on Snapchat for the first time in months. Uh, at that, yeah, at that point, it was months. Weeks? No, no, for sure months. Anyways, I saw that he messaged me, but when I tried to open it, I guess he deleted it or something because there was no message there. So I messaged him back and I asked him if he was trying to get a hold of me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is when I opened Pandora's box. So it turns out this guy was someone who was a subscriber to my YouTube channel. Um, I used to make YouTube videos a long time ago, and I guess he had messaged me back then about being a fan of my content and blah, blah, blah. And I responded. And in his mind, that's what he meant when, you know, he was out here in these streets telling people that he and I used to talk. Anyways, he's messaging me on Instagram now, but he got super pushy and just really weird and... I guess he wanted a relationship or something. So I just stopped communicating with him. It was too much, too persistent, like never taking no for an answer, whatever. Um, because I stopped communicating with him, he started reaching out to the same girl again who he reached out to the first time, which is now, in my opinion, making me look super sketchy to her. And anyways, I wrote him back and I told him that, you know, I didn't appreciate that. I asked him not to do that. Like, don't message people that you see follow me. Like, that's just so crazy. Or I guess follow me and I follow them back, but whatever. 
Um, he said he wouldn't as long as I, you know, continued to talk to him because he's like, oh, you know, I, I just, I reached out because I had no other way of getting in contact with you and yada, yada, yada. Anyways, asked him not to do it. He said he wouldn't. Long story short, I stopped responding to his messages. Like, I just, I, I mean, why would I, right? And he continued to message me at least every couple of days or so for about 10 going on 11 months straight he would continue to send messages to make sure he stayed at the top of my inbox which I hate to admit but it's a pretty good tactic because (laughs) even though he wasn't in my like primary inbox anytime I checked my like general one or like the um what do you call it like the request thing um like when someone requests to send you a message on instagram there he was right at the top and he messaged me from multiple accounts but he was always like oh it's me you remember me so you know i i kind of learned but i hate to admit it but it was kind of like a good tactic because i mean he was there right at the top without fail um and he never let more than three or four days pass without sending a new message like and, and you did this for a long time probably up until around last november and then i noticed that a week had gone by since his last message and then two weeks and then three and i legit thought that he'd given up i mean he went from every two three four days to now weeks so i'm like okay you know i i don't know i figured he just stopped messaging back um because he figured you know there's no point um you know, I figured it was only a matter of time, I guess, because like, how long was he really going to do that? I was actually quite surprised that he was able to go 10 months and like keep it up periodically. I mean, kind of impressive, again, in a very creepy way, but like, hey, gotta give props where props are due, right? Anyway, so I was shocked when he finally seemingly gave up. I let a couple more weeks go by, but eventually curiosity got the best of me. I mean, the whole time he was messaging me, I didn't check any of his messages because he would have seen that they were read. So I actually had no idea what he was saying the whole time. So because I thought he'd given up, I figured that it would be safe to check without getting bombarded by his messages again. So I check and no surprise. It was just, hey, Janelle, please answer me. I want to talk to you. Please get back to me, blah, blah, blah. Of course, I did not respond. I just closed the message and, you know, went on about my day. And I kid you not in less than 10 minutes i got another message from him (laughs) saying why are you looking at my messages and not replying please answer me and i i literally i'm pretty sure my jaw dropped i was like damn i've just been baited like honestly i don't know i believe he knew that curiosity would have gotten the best of me so he purposely didn't message me because he had to have been checking regularly to see if I read his message like a full 10 minutes didn't go by I would have said like five minutes because it was really really fast but I don't want to be dramatic I want to give you guys the full tea you know what I'm saying so anyways it was like five ten minutes totally not over 10 minutes that went by so I was like okay he he totally had to be have been checking this and I didn't respond I didn't do anything and I have the setting turned off like people cannot see um my the like the last time I was online on Instagram like I have that feature turned off because hello invasive but anyways this guy literally baited me so well 
um, like, I, I don't know what my problem is. I was like, damn, Joe, like, how are you going to fall for that rookie mistake? Like, he baited you so well. And then he called me out for reading his message almost instantly. And I mean, I had to laugh at that. I was like, all right, all right, you caught me. Um, I also noticed that he's following another good friend of mine. Now that I'm telling this story, it's reminding me that I need to give her a heads up about this guy. But anyways, as of right now, I haven't responded or opened any more of his messages, uh, you know, that he sent in the last few weeks. Because now we're, what, like mid-January. So it's been a couple more weeks that he's now been messaging me. Um, let me see. The most recent message. I'm just checking my phone right now. The most recent message he sent me was two days ago. So, yeah, you see? like, Or it'll be three days the day this podcast goes out. So, We'll see how things play out, but I just, you know, that's my update with this guy. I don't know how I get myself in these situations. I should have just left it alone. Word to the wise, just, you know, if you're really trying to avoid someone, you really got to commit because, but it's like, I was curious, you know, I don't regret checking it because it's like, you know, I don't know, whatever. Anyways, um, so now you guys may have heard that Mr. Champagne Poppy is out here seasoning his baby batter with hot sauce. And if you have heard, or I guess if you haven't heard, I'm here to tell you that allegedly um, Drake recently hooked up with an Instagram model the other day and now she's trying to sue him. <laughs> it's pretty wild. So what had happened was... So I'm just reading this little like article thing here. So it says, allegedly Drake and the IG model allegedly met up on Instagram and then the two decided to link up a few weeks ago. The model and Drake had a romantic encounter and what happened next was crazy. After the party, they went back to his hotel. They smoked weed for a bit and he asked if she wanted to have sex. He said he was very intent on ensuring things, uh, ensuring things were consensual, sorry. They started off with a bit of foreplay. He, oh, and first of all, this is not like a New York Times article. You're going to, you're going to learn this by the, the language, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So he was very intent on ensuring things were consensual. They started with a bit of foreplay. He rubbed and sucked on her titties for a bit. And then he went to the bathroom and came out with a condom on. She said he's about seven inches thick and cut. They fucked for about 20 minutes he mostly hit it from the back and eventually came inside the condom. Immediately after, he went into the bathroom to dispose of it. He fished, uh, sorry, yeah, he went back to the bathroom to dispose of it. She fished the condom out of the trash, untied it, and put the opening end into her vagina. And boy, was she in for a surprise. She said it felt like pouring hot lava into her pussy. <laughs> I mean, it is bleeped out, but whatever. They said pussy. Um, she screamed. And Drake ran into the bathroom. He admitted that he poured a packet of hot sauce in the condom to kill the sperm. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's the article. That's allegedly what happened. I'm pretty sure Drake has not commented on it. And like, why would he? Um, but like, I really hope that this woman isn't actually trying to sue because I feel like all that does is incriminate herself. Although I wouldn't be surprised because these days all people care about is clout and it doesn't matter how they get it. But like, damn, this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, I mean, on Drake's part, though, I think it's really smart. I think he made the smart move and obviously it worked out because otherwise he would have been trapped by this woman. I feel like this must be like a thing. Like, I don't think he's the first 
person of significance, whether that is a celebrity or just someone who's really wealthy. Like, I don't think he's the first. I think this is like a secret that, you know, they have and, and they share amongst themselves because like, I feel like it's genius. Like, you know, it's killed for sure. And like, I don't know. I saw. I also saw some people saying that he should just flush the condom, but I'm gonna just put it out there. I don't know if like I, I'm sure people listening to this podcast, you guys are very smart, so I'm sure you know. But for the ones who don't, you're not supposed to flush anything aside from toilet paper because it like messes with the plumbing system. So obviously Drake knows that, and you know now he's like the straight male version of I got hot sauce in my bag. <laughs> um, oh, and speaking of weird things celebrities do megan fox and machine gun kelly got engaged and congrats to them that's not the weird part the weird part is that they celebrated by drinking each other's blood yeah um so you know i'm all about self-expression and doing you and doing what you want to do but there are some things that you just want to keep to yourself like that shit is not normal. I mean, Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton were pushing it by wearing vials of each other's blood around their neck in like, and all the early 2000s, which I actually think MGK and Megan Fox actually do as well. But drinking it? Nah, <laughs> that's too far. It's, it's honestly just gross. Like, I'm not gonna yuck their yum, but that is something that they could have just kept between themselves if it was, you know, important for them to do. And actually, now that I think about it, this is not the first time Megan has talked about blood being a part of their relationship. Let me pull this up. A few months ago, I read one of her Instagram posts on the podcast where she was talking about you know, their love story, a tale of two outcasts and star-crossed lovers featuring tantric night terrors, psychedelic hallucinations, lots of blood, and the kind of sex that would make Lucifer clutch his rosary. And that was a direct quote. So I guess like none of us should really be shocked by this information, but I stand by my point that she was probably oversharing then and she's probably oversharing now. But I mean, I actually like them as a couple and like, they're clearly a great fit for one another. So, you know, congrats to them. Um, now, this is going to be so weird without my boys here with me, but I am going to get to a listener question. So if you are a listener and you have a question or a story, you know, and you just want to be a part of the, the podcast, um, it can be truly anything. We are very open in this square room. If you couldn't already tell, you can do so by uh, going to thissquareroom.com slash ask. And, you know, like I said, a story, a question, whatever it is, you can submit that. Also in our link tree link that's in our like social media bio. So whether that's like on Twitter or Instagram, you can just click on that. And it is the very top link if you don't want to just, you know, do the whole typing, typing in a URL and whatever. Um, but yes, thissquareroom.com slash ask. We would love to hear from all of you guys. So the one that I'm going to get to today is actually a follow-up. Um, and this is a follow-up from um, a couple weeks ago. We actually had a young lady write in. I mean, I don't think she told us her age. I assume she's young, though. Um, hold on. What was that? Yeah, so it was episode number 143, New Year, New Mess, if you are interested in hearing the original story. But she wrote in with a follow-up. She is the one who slept with her boyfriend's brother um, just before the new year. 
Um, so yes, yeah, so the subject is messy follow-up. She says, hi guys, I'm following up on the story I shared at the beginning of the year when I hooked up with my boyfriend's brother. Some of you seemed pressed, but that's okay. I know it was wrong and it hasn't happened again since that one time, but I haven't told my boyfriend yet. I feel like telling him will destroy him and cause unnecessary friction in his family. He has a good relationship with his brother, and I don't want to come in between that by telling him this news. And Hugh said he thinks that my story was fake. Unfortunately, it's not. Sometimes I wish it was because then I wouldn't I wouldn't be in this situation. But it happened, and I try not to live my life with regrets. Since I last wrote in, I've been by the house about four more times and my interactions have always been cordial with my boyfriend's bro. We haven't been alone, so I haven't spoken so we haven't spoken about anything, but when I see him things are always cool, no weird tension and nobody has a clue about what happened. I don't have much more of an update than that, but thanks for sharing my story. So, first of all, thank you very much for writing back in the follow-up. You guys know we love a follow-up in this square room. Um, okay, let me, uh, where do I even start with this? Um, you know, I can only speak for myself. I, I'm not speaking for the guys right now. I'm not judging you. You definitely know that it's not right. I'm glad that you, you know, address that. Um, what I do have to say in response to this is that... It seems like you're kind of making excuses as to why not to tell your boyfriend the truth. You're saying that you don't want to cause friction between him and his him and his family and yada yada yada, but I feel like the best way to kind of justify things like that is to put yourself in that person's position. If it were you, would you want to know? Wouldn't you want to at least know so that you know how to handle the people around you. You know what? Maybe it would cause a rift between him and his brother, but that is his decision to make or his brother's decision to make. That is not for you to decide and determine. And I think by you kind of using that um, as an excuse, you're kind of, I don't know. It, it is what I just said. It's an excuse. You're just kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing him a favor by not telling him because it's going to help his family, you know? And I'm sure you're a great girl. I'm not, I don't think you're like a horrible person or anything, but I think what we as humans do is try to justify our actions to make ourselves feel better. And I'm just worried that this is what you're doing. Um, but, so I think honestly, the best thing to do would be to genuinely ask yourself, would I want to know if it were me. And I think the general rule that I like to follow is I like to be upfront with people because even if it may not be the outcome that I want, it shows them that I respect them at least enough to allow them to make their own decisions for their own life. When you don't share the truth with him, you can, you're no longer giving him the opportunity to, you know, make that decision for himself because he's obviously not privy to that information. Um, what else did you say here? You said that the interactions have been fine. And I mean, that's cool and it's good. Uh, you said you haven't been alone with the boyfriend's brother, which is probably for the best, to be quite honest. Um, and yeah, you said you don't want to live your life with regrets. Um, I definitely think generally that is the way to go. Like, regrets 
you know, it's like you can't take back things that you've done. You can't take back what happened between you and your boyfriend's brother. It is what it is. You don't necessarily have to regret the act. I don't think it's beneficial for you to sit there and like beat yourself up about it. But I think what it is okay to regret is the fact that you potentially hurt someone that you love, you know? Um, Obviously, that was not, I guess I can't, I can't say obvious. I don't, know you personally um i would assume it was not your intention to hurt your boyfriend it seemed like it was a very sporadic spur of the moment type of thing um but it is okay to have regrets like that like you know what if i could go back i wouldn't do it because it hurt this person not necessarily as like a i'm such a horrible person and yada 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 Again, I totally get what you're saying. I don't always think that it's um, productive for people to beat themselves up. Although it is it is human nature. I mean, we're going to do that. But um, yeah, you said, yeah, you wish the situation was fake sometimes because then you wouldn't be in the situation. But it happened and you try not to live your life with regrets. I mean, totally understandable. I totally get that. Um, yeah, my biggest takeaway is that maybe you are kind of projecting in terms of making excuses not to tell your boyfriend the truth because deep down you don't want to tell him the truth because it's like you'd rather get away with it i don't know i just think if it were me like i'm sure i could like hold the secret for a couple days maybe but it would like eat me up like i i i don't think i could do it like i don't think i could look at the person that i'm dating knowing and this is huge this isn't like you accidentally like groped each other or even a kiss like this was the full-on deed uh no protection i'm pretty sure it was raw so it's just it's a lot okay (laughs) it's a lot girl you're in a you're in a situation but again no judgment i truly appreciate your honesty i know the guys do as well thank you so much for sharing um but yeah if there is an update we would definitely love to hear it again i know you said that this isn't much of an update but definitely i mean i can't tell you what to do But if you choose not to tell your boyfriend, my recommendation would be say, I don't want to tell because I don't want to tell. Don't use other people as a way to justify your own actions. Like, oh, I'm doing him a favor by not telling because that is when I feel like it's not fair. Just own up to it. Like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to risk it. I don't want to lose the relationship. So I don't want to risk telling him. And, you know, it doesn't make it more right. It's it's not one of them is not more or less right than the other. But I think it does kind of allow you to just hold yourself accountable and be like, you know what? It's true. It's for myself. I know it is. But that's my decision. And then obviously, you know, I, I do recommend you telling your boyfriend. I'm not saying don't, but whatever. Anyways, <laughs> thank you again for writing in. Um, What did we call you in that episode? I think they called you Bessie. <laughs> God, these guys and their names. Yeah, so thank you so much, Bessie, for writing back in with a follow-up. Hopefully you don't totally hate the name as I do. But um, yeah, if you are listening and you also want to share a story, whether it's something juicy like Bessie's story, if it's a general question, if you want to get to know us better, whatever the question may be, please feel free to write in. We definitely want to hear from you. Thissquareroom.com slash ask. Or of course, you can always just click the link in our bios on our social media platforms. Whew. Okay. Wow. Um, snowstorms, creepy guys on the internet, hot sauce, drinking blood, and having sex with your boyfriend's brother. 
(laughs) As if this episode could not get any weirder, I got one more for you. (laughs) Um, It's about an Australian woman who does OnlyFans and uh, she has two vaginas, uh, one that she uses for work and one that she uses for personal use. Let me uh, pull up the article here. So it says, an Australian woman who was born with two vaginas says she uses one for work and the other for personal use. During a doctor's visit, she learned that at the age of 20, she had didelphic, a didelphic, didelphic, didelphic uterus. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing it right. If not, it's very similar. If you guys care how it's spelled, it's D-I-D-E-L-P-H-I-C. So she had a didelphic uterus. Um... Uh, it's, the article says her name, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, she's 32 and she started working as an escort about seven years ago in Queensland after a failed relationship and started traveling around the world. She said due to her condition, sex work was easier for her emotionally and physically. Additionally, she started working as an OnlyFans creator after quitting the escort industry now this article doesn't specify i'm assuming maybe she quit the escort industry um around the time of the pandemic because obviously it's not safe to be an escort when there's a global pandemic going on um but it, it, it doesn't say it. that's just my own speculation but anyway so she quit being an escort and started working as an OnlyFans creator She says, I was able to use one vagina for work and one vagina for my personal life, which made the work a lot easier emotionally and physically for me. After I quit this, so escorting, I started OnlyFans filming adult content with both vaginas, and it's been very, very successful. Um, okay. (laughs) When I read this, I was like, all right, you know, I'm logging off for the day. But I mean, hey, she's using what she got to her advantage, so I'm not going to knock her for it. But I'm not going to lie, though. When I initially read the article headline, I imagined two vulvas, like one above the other or something, before I came to my senses and I realized that, you know, she only has one vulva or she likely only has one vulva, which is the outside part with the labia. So the the part that you see, but once inside the vaginal opening, I guess there's essentially like a fork in the road. So it's like, which path do you want to take today? Business or pleasure? So her two vaginas are internal as all vaginas are for my ladies listening to this (laughs) this podcast is like 70 percent male listeners so i have to break it down for the guys listening who may not know um but guys i'm not judging because i totally pictured two vulvas when i first read the title but um i heard through the grapevine that on porn sites if you look it up it's literally two holes side by side so don't quote me on that i actually don't know what it is that she has i'm assuming it's the one vulva and then on the inside it's the fork in the road thing because when i look up didelphic vaginas it shows them as like internal so um but i i don't know i just wonder like if each vagina would feel different. That's one of my, I don't know, that's that's like one of the first things that pops to my mind. I'm like, okay, two, but like, can you feel it? Is one more to the right, one more to the left? Or is it just kind of like, you know that they're there because obviously you got a pap smear and your gynecologist was like, hey, so I got double the work to, to check out here or whatever it may be. Um, I don't know, but I just feel like they, they must feel different, right? And I'm assuming that if they do, the one that she uses for personal use would be the one that feels better because, I mean, 
why not right like in your personal life with your boyfriend husband whoever even if you're just hooking up with someone like you want it to feel better it's more personal and then for business you're kind of like oh well you know it is what it is and then like oh my god if she has two uteruses that means she could have two periods right Ugh, oh my god <laughs> that is like literally the worst i don't even want to imagine it i'm sorry for even bringing this up <laughs> to you guys but you know i had to share it's this square room that's what we do but on that note i just want to thank you guys for hanging out with me solo today you are truly appreciated i know this episode is much shorter than planned but of course i thought that i would have my boys with me they would have things that they want to talk about but they're not here so that's all i have for you today but give the podcast a follow on instagram at this square room if you're not already and Yes, the guys will be back next week, so be sure to tune in then, and we will see you next Tuesday.